Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's time for another splendid episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 30 Rackway, beautiful New Windsor, Illinois. Wonderful Bucketorium. I'm Steve. In the studio today is Doug. Yo. Eric. Yellow. Kurt. Hi. And uh, our boy, oh, the, I, I should say the freshly renovated studio, uh, Dana Pace, you're the first one in here. Well, hold on, hold on. So Chase Ralston don't cut our throats the next episode. Oh, yeah. It's 99.9% done. That is true. It's that not is totally true. done. There's another coat of paint. And we got to run a cord still. So, yeah. Dana, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's under construction right now. It's damn close. It looks good. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of hard work with from everybody, the crew, actually. No, it, it looks, looks awesome. Uh, looks good. Can't wait till it's 100% finished, but yeah, it looks really good. Thanks for coming back so quickly, Dana, to the <laughs> no show. No problem. No problem. <laughs> um, the fucking Squirrel Patch shirts are available on workingclassbowhunter.com. That That's came uh, from your last episode. Tis the season. Tis the season for Squirrel Patches. Um, but before we get into Fuck all em. that, Steve needs to Fuck tell em. us about a veteran shout-out. We do. Uh, the vet shout-out is uh, is actually a good buddy of mine. Um, he just got done uh, serving, uh, Spencer Green. Uh, you know I'm talking about you. I told him I'd give him a shout-out. He uh, served his country as a Marine, and now he's uh, going to be a cop out in uh, L.A. So he wow. oh. he uh, did his thing, and uh, next time he comes into town, I'm going to whoop his ass. So, Spencer, <laughs> can't wait to see you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I see you here pretty quick. Lick? No, whip. That's weird, oh, dude. He's a veteran, veteran, man. You say yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a very kiss yeah. his ass? I, he's a good dude. His brother's a, a vet too, so they're the they're the shit. I love those guys. A Thanks, lot. Spencer. Thank you. Thank you. Well, well, that, that was a quick one. I was like, damn, Steve's unprepared. You don't have his phone out ready to read the shout out or nothing. Oh, no, I, I, it I, actually went pretty smooth too. It did. Yeah. Wow. I'm proud of you, actually. Hey. All right. He'll fuck it up. Who's our show it. presented by? Oh, the show is presented by HHA. Tell me about HHA. What's good about it? Uh. Everything's good about it. All right, so so one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, everything's made in America. What's your favorite part? My favorite part about HHA is the Virtus because uh, when we originally were getting ours, they uh, 
HHJ does very, very well with with taking trying to take care of vets and veteran charities. So um, the Virtus Rest, I remember right when it was first coming out, I was so pumped about it. The two point two percent went to veterans charities, and the guys just always want to give back. The great operation they got going on up there. So they give back and they make high quality products. So what the hell is there not to like? Well, Scent Crusher is also a partner of ours, and I want you to tell me what Scent Crusher product that Steve himself uses the most. Uh, it's definitely got to be the room clean. Doug, because you are Steve's daddy. Clean, you're sure. Yeah. Okay. He does use it. Okay. Oh yeah. I, I use that room clean every night before I go to bed. And what I've been doing is just so I, it smells pleasant when I go in there, I'll, I'll turn it on right when I go to bed. And I know when that thing shuts off cause I set it for 30 minutes. So I use this quite a bit. So it, it cleanses the air. And by the time that 30 minutes hits, I really need to be either off my phone or thinking about going to bed. I thought you woke up every 30 minutes to turn it back on. Well, uh, I stopped doing that because I was tired all day, and I would just wake up in the, <laughs> in the middle of driving, like, "Oh God, I got to turn my up." So I, right? That's weird. <laughs> it's really helping my life, guys. Podcast is also brought to you by Thermacy, and your ads are long. Yeah, I know. I got to trim them up. My bad. Uh, Thermacy, love them. It's kind of a cross sponsor for us because they make the seats for along with custom gear. Um, Joey, the people behind Thermacy. Um, Joey's dad. They're all good, good people. Uh, Victory Archery. <laughs> good boys over there. I was bummed I missed the podcast at ATA uh, with Devin from Victory. Um, they got some new arrows out this year. We're all shooting the Rip TKOs. Absolutely love them. I'm shooting the 60 grain inserts on those. Um, Elite Archery. Uh, the Cure is out now. Um, we're all shooting Rituals except for, well, you're shooting your 33. Three, right? Ritual, yeah. Um, well, yeah, the original, the working class edition, but um, that uh, that Ritual 30 is going to be killing the turkey this year. I got yeah. a feeling. I think I'm going to bust out Sam's uh, Elite Spirit with the pink strings on the turkey. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. For the, because I'm going to shoot the, the uh, guillotine. Decaps? Yeah, decaps. The decaps. Sorry. The decaps. Uh, awesome so heads off. That's going to be fun. Yep, yep, yep. Um, also, Big Tine is also one of our partners, Man. and they are title sponsoring the 2020 working class bow hunter shoot this year which is really awesome of them to kind of throw their name on something we're doing uh, full blast, like printed out and slapped everywhere. So come out and get some big time stuff at the shoot. I imagine Joe's going to hook it up with some big time merch and some goodies and food plot seed and all that. If you're from Iowa, you can maybe have a chance at winning some uh, supplemental feed. Um, in Illinois, we don't get to do that shit, but that's a podcast with Joe from big time uh, coming soon. Yep. And um, the natural is on the docket. It is. The Nitro is available, uh, guys, that uh, we, we had them on at ATA, and they were talking about, yes, you can go ahead and order the Nitro now, the Nitro series. Sweet, sweet. So. Um, podcast also brought to you by Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Talk about it all the time. Code WCB gets you a discount on everything in the store. The 1.0 is out, the full set. I'm running four full length with the 1.0 now. Um, I think we're calling that other stand, the, I, like the DS5 or the DS.5. I call it the .5. Um, I'll probably run that with, with some aiders on the sticks. Um, also, old barn taxidermy. My antelope's almost done. <laughs> Julian was sending me pictures yep. of it drying, so Damn. that's awesome. Um, go to Old Barn for all your taxidermy needs. They literally do everything. They're also a tannery. Um, pretty quick turnaround, great quality. And tell them WCB Podcast sent you, and they'll give you a high five, and it helps us. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win for you guys. Give you a high five. <laughs> yes, I um, wanted one of those. A high five? Yeah, they're pretty cool, man. They're good. Dana Pace is in the studio. What's up? Thanks for coming, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. Um, the Squirrel Patch shirts have been selling pretty good, I feel. Have yeah. they, Eric? I yeah, thought they have. Anyway. Good. Yeah. Fucking Squirrel Patch. Dude. <laughs> I had people Ugh. at, where were we? Nebraska. What? What's that? 
And I'm like, well, it is exactly what it implies it is. <laughs> it's, they it's don't a, have squirrels out there. So we better let's explain what a fucking squirrel patch is at the beginning so we can make some sales. Fucking squirrel patch. Uh, Illinois is known for their overabundance of squirrels that totally rape all of our shed antlers. <laughs> and uh, basically it's when you find a shed that's been demolished by fucking squirrels. <laughs> We've all found them. We've all okay. found them. Everyone that's found a shed, I I would almost say has found I mean I don't know. Some people only found a few. I'd say most people who found sheds have chew marks on them, the man. The one I found last weekend, woof. Nothing nothing ruins a shed quicker than fucking squirrels. Is it squirrels or the <laughs> uh, mice? What gets them harder? The squirrels get them the quickest, but to me I just lose all interest in them if they're chewed up. You don't even pick them up. I, yeah, I let them grow. <laughs> I leave them to grow. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on a sec. That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. Squirrel Those are patch. the ones I end up carving up. Are they? Yep. You can just leave them for the squirrels. So yeah. they like a sacrifice. <laughs> just leave the bigger ones alone. Yeah. You guys yeah. can chew on these chew on this one. ones. I'm surprised you don't, tra- as much as you like hunting shed, or hunting four sheds, that you don't trap squirrels just to like... If I <laughs> if I ate those greasy bastards, I would go out and shoot them. But I won't. Why? You'd have all, I don't food all year long, wouldn't you? I would. Why? Don't, why don't you eat them? Uh, why wouldn't you? I don't know. I just never really had the taste for squirrel. Yeah, they taste all the antlers. They taste meat. like antlers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're full Jesus. of calcium. Yeah. <laughs> Little rotten bastards. That's they'll nice. settle your stomach though. If you got an upset stomach, just eat squirrel. <laughs> Oh, okay. We have we're gonna get into, we're gonna get all into talking about sheds here, but we have a unpopular opinion segment, and this week's is we're not gonna need five minutes for this, so we're just gonna talk. Is uh, actually no, I'm gonna do it because it'll hold us to a time frame. Um, shed traps and go, Dana. How do you feel about shed traps? Absolutely hate them. I think it's the worst idea that anybody's ever came up with in the shed woods. Uh, a couple reasons. For one, you know, it ruins. It could ruin shed pedicles or ruin the pedicle. Yeah, yanking it off, which uh, is where the antler connects to the skull, pretty much. And does everybody know what a shed trap is? Um, I don't know. I, I get, explain what you know of a shed trap because mine so, might be different. For shed. me, a shed trap is like a device where you put feed in or bait. And then they hook up, you know, strings or bungee cords or anything like chicken that. Chicken wire, you have seen all chicken wire, everything of, yep. to to help manipulate an antler to come off, Basically but force it off, force it off. And then, I mean, a lot of times you'll see people that post pictures of dead deer in shed traps. You know, it's almost like getting caught in a fence if their right. antler's not ready to come off. Yeah, it's not going to just come off. Yeah, and basically, I think the people that use shed traps might moan a little when they wipe their butt. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I like okay. that. Damn, that's, okay. that's an opinion right there. Wowzers. <laughs> they moan as they wipe from the front. <laughs> Wait, All right. All right. what do you mean? Is it you're supposed to wipe from the front? <laughs> well, you can't reach around your back, so. <laughs> oh, damn. It's on you. Damn. I feel sorry for you all the sh- women that have been near tra- your you dudes. S- yeah, you said trapped yourself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm 100% against it. I think it's stupid. Just put the miles on yep. and walk right. and find them the fairway. Um, is, are we all in agreement on that? Do we just end I think there? so, yeah. 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 Have you ever I'm, found a shed trap or knew no, someone that used one? I have not. I've only seen them on the internet. I have, I don't only know. That's the, the only time I've seen them, too. On yeah. the facial books. Ha- any, Doug? No, I've never seen someone use them. I've seen 
dead deer from them. Yep. All right, okay, let me throw this at you. How do you feel about people if you can supplemental feed in your state, um, like a down log shoving corn up underneath a log to the to coax an antler to come off, like if a deer tries to get his head in there? I don't have – I'm not against that. Yeah. It's just, you know, when there's – like fence or wire or string that they can get hooked up on. It's yeah. It's totally different. They're used to feeding out of logs all the time anyway. But yeah, well, it'd be natural. It's they're like, not used to feeding in chicken wire. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, I'm not against the tree stump thing or no. anything like that because it's not like they're going to get stuck in the tree. Yeah, if it's legal, do it. But shed traps, I wouldn't go there. Is it actually stated in Illinois that they're illegal? Do we know that? I do not know that. I bet you it is. I think they. I think they are illegal. Um, Remember that uh, conservation officer we knew, Scott? I think we posted something about it. He goes, hey, just want to let you guys know. He's, he said something about, I think it was that the act of the feeding was illegal, but they may actually be illegal, too, because I think you're trying to manipulate an animal. I, it would make sense. Yeah, it, it would make perfect it sense. If you're using a shed trap, you're usually feeding them. Yeah. You're just lazy. Man. Yeah, it is lazy. It's, 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 it's kind of dirty. It's pretty cruel. It is yep. dirty. All right. Well, that was an easy one. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Easy, easy. Um, Dana sheds, man. There's uh, it's the time. It's the time right now. It's deer are shedding right now. It is February nineteenth. On your properties, what percentage of deer would you say are shed right now? I would go seventy percent are still holding. Still holding. Still holding. I would say thirty percent of shed. Maybe, maybe even less than that because I'm there. Most of the deer that I'm seeing are still holding tight. Yeah. Is that normal for this time of the year then? No, I th- I believe the weather's had a whole lot to do with it. Like being more mild or what? Yeah, a mild mild winter. I mean, it's some places are dropping like like crazy. Clayton's piling them up right now, but mm-hmm. this part of the Midwest, they're just the Yeah, I don't think we got hit hard that at all by the winter. No, really no, we've had a few cold days, but not long enough to stress them out enough to you know, Make they've got drop. plenty of food. I mean, it's turning yeah. green in Ohio already, so. That's crazy. Well, so mm-hmm. when would be, so I know there's a lot of people that get anxious, especially when they see, and I know we've covered this in past yep. shed episodes, but I want to just refresh, do on it. it again. Yeah. And because uh, we're going to branch off in a different conversation within this. New listeners. New listeners. Yeah. New, new us. Yep. New studio. Anything can happen. <laughs> um, when So there, right now, because I'm kind of going through it a little bit. I see people finding these sheds. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get out there. I need to find them. Like, oh, squirrels are going to get them. Fucking squirrels. Neighbors are going <laughs> to shed poach. You know, you just never know. I worry never know. about it. Um, shed poach. Like, I'm going this weekend because I'm limited with trade shows and stuff like that when, when I can go. When, what would you tell people right now that are getting super antsy, and when would you tell them the best time to go would be? I still believe the first couple weeks of March are the best times to go. But uh, if you're feeling antsy – most of my information comes from trail cameras and if the trail cameras are showing so many deer holding still it's it's pointless to go out and and push them out of bedding and, and right. push them onto the neighbors the neighbors will love yeah. you for it yeah that's fair so march first week of march you're... first second week of march is probably going to be killer i think this year I've, I've got vacation the first week of March, and I think I'm going to pile them up that you week. You take vacation for shed hunting. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, <laughs> man. It doesn't take any shed or vacation for hunting. Shedcation. Shed. That is awesome. Okay, so crazy. what I want to do again is go over, because I, I put a post on Instagram and Facebook for people to submit questions. I saw some pretty good ones in there. Um, what I want to talk is some people just, and I feel like I'm kind of in this club. I'm like, I'm, I'm like halfway. It's like. 
So a lot of my properties, some of them, deer don't live there. Other ones, they do live there, and that's the ones where I find them. But I don't find as many as I think I should. So I kind of get frustrated, you know, because I'm doing everything I know I should be doing, I think anyway, I guess. Yeah. Unless you're going to drop some, like, secret shit on me real uh, quick. That's all the more reason to wait as long as you can before you go out anyway. If, mm-hmm. if, if the deer aren't – if you're pressuring the deer, they're going to move out. Yeah, right. It, I mean, it's they're not going to stick around unless that's the only food source that they can hit. Yeah. But we're in the Midwest. They can get food just about anywhere. That's so. true. Percentage-wise, where would you say – I mean, if you can give me a percentage number, where do you find most of your sheds? I would say waterways and field edges, anywhere where they could bed down in the night. Mm-hmm. And and it, the field edges have to have grass most of the time. Uh, if you if you can like find a taller a, grass, yeah, they it, it's it's more comfortable to bed in. Right. Uh, they can get out of the wind if you got something tucked up that's south facing, even in the night where the wind's blowing out of the northwest most of the times. Mm-hmm. Those grassy patches or the waterways where they can get just out of the wind, those are going to be your, your money spots. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So I would, I mean, st- I mean, I was standing beans and stuff. You'd probably have a killer time there. Yeah. Uh, if ideally any, if you can find grass around standing beans, it's, I don't pay, I pay more attention to the nighttime bedding spots than I do the actual day because there's been more time there yeah and you know like i had said before a deer doesn't just feed all night long Mm -hmm. it'll get down or it'll it'll come out feed and then lay down for a couple hours get back up feed again and they'll do it all night long and and most of the times they bed in those waterways or those grassy edges and yeah when they're getting down and it when they're laying down and getting up it's rattling those antlers around. If they're ready to drop, they're going to drop right there. Mm-hmm. What is it about CRP that makes it feel like there's a shed around every goddamn blade of grass? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> Dude, I, it's, it's such a so, great... Every time you see a CRP field, you're like, there's got to be at least... Oh, yeah. I can feel it in my loins. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... I'm like, I got... Damn. Not I know there's squirrels. an antler there. There's less squirrels. They're not, as, they're not as chewed. I really don't find many chewed antlers in CRP. Yeah. But, I figured mice would get them. I don't, I don't see a lot of mice chews. I mean, everything that I find is a hundred percent squirrel that I, but we are in Illinois. So <laughs> that's true. There, let me, uh, there is way too many, way too many squirrels in this state. What do you think the biggest mistake is that people make when they look for sheds besides going too early? The biggest mistake, uh, There's always this misconception where you've got to look and and people have been told where you look 10 yards outside of the timber and 10 yards inside of the timber. And I don't feel like that pertains to anything about shed hunting at all. Uh, it's, it's all the geography of the land, you know, the lay of the land uh, and also different each year properties change mm-hmm. as far as ag goes and there's i see it on on my properties where i have better years if it's corn or uh they'll move off the property when it's beans cuz it's just not there's there's not a lot of waste grain when they pick beans in my area mm-hmm. 
And when it's corn, I don't know if it's their corn head or whatever, but I, I always, and maybe it's just because it's a higher, a higher calorie food that they they tend to go to. But mm-hmm. corn's always the best. And I guess I got off track on that, but yeah. I would say don't focus on ten yards in and ten yards out. It's 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 never the same for each property. So okay, is there a spot you know saying going off uh, geography, the lay of the land, how things work, how deer are using the property, whatever? Is there certain spots that you're like? I don't need to shed hunt there because I know there's nothing down there. Or are you the guy? Do you walk everything? I usually walk everything. By the end of the year, I'll I'll have hit everything. Every but, square yard of your property, pretty much. I mean, yeah, hills like like when I hit south facing slopes, I break it up into thirds. Mm-hmm. I'll hit the top third first, and then I'll hit the bottom third because. Most of the time when deer bed, they don't bed right at the crest of the hill. Yeah, yeah. They'll come down where they're out of the wind. So Mm -hmm. if you find anything, even in squirrel patch, that's south-facing, break it up into thirds and and make it it easier on yourself. That way way you can hit everything. Stick to a pattern. Yep. And always keep the sun at your back. Why so? That's interesting. Well, the sun throws out different shadows per se. Mm-hmm. And when you got the sun at your back, typically the antlers will shine in front of you. If you're coming from the opposite way, the, the antler is going to be shadowed. So mm, that makes, wow, that's a good tip. That's a really good tip. Somebody should write that down. So kind of opposite like courage question. Then is there a spot where you like every year, you're like, I know there's going to be sheds here. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, I would say, your grassy any, any like is there one waterway where you just find? there's one waterway that i can go every year and usually there's sheds from three or four different deer there no shit yeah really it, it's just it's the, the lay perfect. of the land it's just you know there's a slight depression in the waterway mm-hmm. that butts up to the timber on the south side and every time i go in there i won't hit it until you know late march but since it's in the waterway, they don't get chewed up as much. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. I found a – it was a year ago yesterday. I saw on Snapchat Memories. I found a shed, like, right on, a, like, a creek, like, where there, uh, where the, there was a crossing where yep. they put a uh, – fucking. Well, I, can't, I can't think of what the uh, – Water. Culvert? A, uh, a culvert, where they put a little culvert in. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's funny you say that. I'm like, shit, I remember seeing that on Memories last year. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit you with some Instagram questions, Dana. All right. And these are kind of random, which will be kind of fun. Uh, Kramer 91 asked, what's your biggest typical match set and biggest typical single shed? Uh, biggest typical single was 76 inches as a five point. And then my biggest set is the eight point set that you had seen. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And with all the, the squirrel chews on it, they still scored 73 and 69. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there's probably six inches chewed off each antler, so that's a giant four by four set. That's oh, a yeah. massive, Woof. massive deer. Um, so this is from yeah, he's got a really long toe. I'm not even gonna try. It. Question from Aiden Aiden Hagardi of New York. Sorry if I mess up your name. Uh, do you think shed hunting public land? Do you think shed hunting public land? You do not intend to take it away from hunters who hunt there. 
Does that make sense? Did I read that right? Do you think shed hunting public land you do not intend to hunt is taken away from hunters who hunt there? Uh, That's a rough one. I mean, it is public land. It is everybody's. But uh, to be honest, I don't spend a lot of time on public because I just don't have time to hit it. Mm -hmm. And in our area, uh, there's just not as much public land. So I feel like I'm shooting in the dark. That's an interesting question. It It is is. because that's real deep, too. I I never even thought of that. Okay, this is uh, his second part. Is shed hunting the first step in finding your target buck? If not, what is? Trail cameras. Trail cameras. It 100%. I don't... Where I find my sheds, that's not where they're spending their summertime. That's not where, you know... Yeah, things are a lot different. And everything here in the Midwest is broke up into small parcels, so they're not... Yeah, right, right. There's a lot of times where, you know, when I shot Triton this year that Mm -hmm. it... He wasn't staying on my property, and I only seen him a couple times. It's kind of flip flopped a little yep. bit. So, what percentage of like shed hunting do you think equates into like success in the fall for you for your properties? I guess I should apply it in the fall. Not, I would say lower percentage, like twenty five thirty. Really, but when it comes to late season, late season, that's that's yeah. Well, I would say it, it's way higher because. That's their winter range, which is where you find them when they shed. So. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think um, Kristen McDaniel, she found uh, the shed for Curly, and that's how they knew. They're like, okay, we got to definitely go find this deer. And I think that's when they started running cameras and found him. Um, that's, that's a big deer, too. Yeah. Next question <laughs> is uh, by the great Instagram page of Make Hunting Great Again. Do you follow that page, Dana? Uh, yes, I do. It's a great page. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great page. M-H-G-A, Make dot hunting dot great dot again you know you, were, you know what i mean you know what i mean um, <laughs> he'll get that. i haven't listened to any of his podcast yet that he did but i, I need to um yes is it okay to trespass as long as it's for sheds <laughs> <laughs> well mark rife said he did have bail money so there you go <laughs> yeah mark did say that yeah so hey there you go i wonder if you listened to that previous episode um that's well, now enough. he's gonna have to listen I mean, he better, you know. Got to. <laughs> um, <laughs> leaves underscore D says, not a question, but I just wanted to let you know I found 10 80-inch hangers this year. Totally <laughs> legit. That's, that is exactly what Facebook is trending right now. <laughs> it is fucking retarded. That's hilarious. 10 80-inch hangers. I would man. say That's like a- 10% are, tr- are true legit hangers. The others are like – they're propped up. Oh, it's how many hangers have you found? Two, two. Yeah, my wife's found two. I've I've found two. It's Dang, that's crazy. I, I found one. Found, well, I didn't find it. Cody the crystal found it when I was with him. That's it. Yeah, I only found one. We're talking. Maybe that's why I'm not finding any antlers this year. Maybe they're all in the trees. They're all hanging right now. That's the I mean, squirrels that's the, are, yeah, the he squirrels just found are big. Enough. That guy just found ten of them. Yeah, the squirrels hey. are big enough. They're carrying them up in the trees. <laughs> maybe I should start <laughs> crawling on my hands and knees and looking up. Hey, you know you know what it is? They're hanging in and they just fall off the trees once March hits. So that's you're just finding you're finding <laughs> old hangers <laughs> that have fallen off the ground. <laughs> That's <laughs> how that works, dude. Um, Spencer from Wisconsin. Um, we kind of answered this one. Information uh, uh, when you find sheds during archery season. If so, how? Um, so uh, we got that one. Thanks, uh, thanks, Spencer. Um, Nick Retka strategies for finding sheds in cropland with no food left standing. How far should a person be looking for a buck 
that was in the area all December and a little into January. Is it worthwhile to look in large swamps for sheds? So he's kind of two questions in one. So as far as crop goes, looking in crop, you just got to spend a lot of time in it. Uh, it doesn't sound like any fun, man. It doesn't. It's not. Corn. I glass I'm, them with binos and then I'm over it in like five minutes. No, it's <laughs> it's a lot of work and it's better to have more eyes than it is to go by yourself. But uh, if the deer's there until you know mid January, you're not seeing seeing them anymore, or you're not getting any pictures of them. More chance than not, the his his food patterns change, or so. he's shed and you just think oh. he's a big dog. That could be that could be possible <laughs> too, you know. And it's always worth going and looking the swamps. Hit everything. I mean, it's yeah. You never know. Might I mean, there could be you. some swamp monsters in there. I've seen some people draw draw out some big big sheds laying in the swamps for years that no one's never even wanted to go in and look at. Okay, we kind of covered this a little bit, but I'm gonna go ahead and read this. I like how people are saying like. Spencer from Wisconsin and, and like, saying where they're from. Yep. That's cool. And it helps because I don't have to try and read your Instagram names. You don't have to sound like Steve reading out there. Yeah, I kind of do. Um, <laughs> Dalton here in the Bluegrass State, what key areas are first on your list to check and blast when you set out to shed hunt a, an area? How long will you stay and look in those specific spots? Uh, the first uh, first thing I hit are the field edges and the waterways. Uh, and... As far as time that I spend in them, I don't know if they're looking for, like, I mean, I'll hit a spot, like, five or six times before the end of the year. Before so you give up on before it. Before I give up on it. So, like, you'll hit one spot, you're there, you you hit every inch of it that you think yep. you can. You'll leave, and then you'll come back again? Yep. How often, how many times have you combed an area, then came back and found a shed? Oh, it's... I can't even tell you. I mean, like every time almost? Or? No, it's not that high a percentage, but I would say like maybe like a 25% of the time you you, you walk a spot. It, it, if it's in those high percentage areas, those those spots on the field edges that that there's still plenty of food and the deer are hitting it, yeah. that's, you know, there there's more. You got higher odds of finding more sheds on those spots because the deer are visiting every night. Yeah. Dude, so, my motivation, I get shot for that area if i walked it once really good yeah. <laughs> and that's the, that's a bad ad, it shows my it experience because you know all the deer shed at different times yeah, yeah. Right. i mean i that's true uh four or five years ago i was uh on a buddy's property i'd found like three or four sheds in this little crp patch next to a standing bean field and uh I'd probably the last time i had walked it was probably late march mm-hmm. and then i went out for turkey season and hunted out there and we picked up four more sheds in the same spot really and they had all laid there for you know a couple yeah. of weeks because i gave up for the year <laughs> what's your uh break period between like those five times uh i like to try to give it a week or so okay you know i that way i'm not over pressuring the deer out of there but you know you got such a small window of time to pick up mm-hmm, sheds true before turkey season starts and you're out there ruining hunts and stuff like that so and then green up green up always kills shed season so mm-hmm. do, you, do you get shed anxiety oh god so <laughs> like describe so, Dana's shed shed anxiety to us because we need to know two weeks ago uh it was the week of the 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 garage party and i had went down on the 
Monday before the garage party and changed batteries and cards and stuff in the cameras. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the cell cam started sending me a picture of the which would be our number one hit lister this year, Kronos. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a day after I had changed the batteries and I got a picture of a deer that that is fully shed. And I was like, God dang, man, that looks like him. Mm-hmm. And I started studying pictures and stuff like that. And uh, my daughter tells me, you can't go down there without me. <laughs> she's, I want to find those sheds. And eventually she's ended up saying, you know, if I don't get to find those sheds first, I'm done hunting. So the whole week, oh, the happens. whole week, I had, I couldn't Take go down. Easy. Dude, I was... I was moping around the house. I was trying to get her to call in or to He's trying like, to get her out of school. She wouldn't fall for that. She wouldn't. She's. He's actually cleaning the house and vacuuming <laughs> the shit. No, it wasn't my wife. It was my daughter. I mean, she was just like. She you, just that good a kid. She wouldn't skip school. Nope. Like, you she, want some ice cream? Her grade. No, she wouldn't skip volleyball. <laughs> she wouldn't skip anything. And I had to end up waiting until Sunday till we could get out and and. Oh man, it was killer! And then we didn't even find the sheds. There, no. I think there are squirrels. Three, got them. They could be. They could have been. You didn't look I, in the trees. The deer might have buried them. <laughs> They're hanging, up. dude. That's the thing. You gotta you look up. Yeah, I gotta look up. They're in a coyote <laughs> den somewhere. Yes, yeah, the coyotes got them. Someone posted a picture of a coyote with a shed in its mouth. A big one that. too. That was crazy. Yeah. That's some satanic shit, dude. <laughs> a coyote with a shed in its mouth. That's oh, not dude. really. My dog's chewing them like crazy. Well. I know I'm being hypothetical. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> coyotes suck, and then to see a coyote carrying off a shed, you're just like, no. With with a fawn in his mouth too. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> oh my god! Whoa. He's getting a scent. He's like, I'm gonna go kill this buck. Um. Okay, these are kind of funny. This is I'm on to Facebook now. Um, Sean Polky, um, asked <laughs> Polky, where did your meme creation skills come from? Are they self taught? <laughs> What's a bigger honor, being on Team WCB or being the official meme man of WCB? <laughs> oh, I don't know shit. how you come up with this shit. I, That's I high praise. My inspiration comes from dark sarcasm, and I would say 22 years on a shop floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've got our own language. Yeah. We might not be able to survive the day without that shit. (laughs) I think uh, think the memes would be a lot funnier if uh, 90% of them weren't directed at you. you talking about those the best ones. <laughs> My favorite's the one where it was like it was like that funeral and it's just Kurt doing like the peace sign over the grave. <laughs> I got a funny one that I gotta turtle. save uh I gotta or I gotta post the one that you made uh Eric looking at Steve's turtle. Oh <laughs> and, it, and it's that black dude rubbing his hands together like licking his lips. I'm wearing like, like a banana that's, jacket. Yeah, that's uh, that dude that dude's spi- I don't think I've seen that one. You haven't seen it? I yeah, don't think I did. It's it's, oh, it's, it's good. So I'll the dude is, that dude's spice Adams and he the he's the dude who goes, uh-huh. I was trying to figure out how to I trying to figure out how to put a mullet on him. Oh, that would be a blonde mullet? Yeah. You can figure it out. Okay. I'll do it now. Okay, this one's funny. Josh Sisty. How many more sheds do you think you'd find if you started climbing trees to look in squirrel nests? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got the wrong approach. We need to be looking down. We need to be looking up from the ground. Right, for sure. We have, there's a there's another uh, animal that's, with that's chewing on uh, animals here. Uh, Casey oh, Gamble's man. in the uh, in studio. He's uh, showed us a video of uh, a cow chewing on a shed. Dude, nothing would want to a lot of critters after him now. I'd be wanting a hamburger bad, and I want to like I want to flip the burgers with that shit. Like, (laughs) out of of every cut on a on a 
Cal, you flip, you the, you flip the burger with the antler? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> not even, <laughs> forget. It's even a cut. Okay, there's there's <laughs> some good questions in here. Uh, Danny Green, what are a few pointers on how to train a dog to find sheds? I use a, an antler to play fetch with my dog and reward him every time he brings it back to me. Is that a good thing or a bad thing to do? I have no clue what I'm doing, so any advice is appreciated. Uh, that's kind of dark territory for me because I don't – I failed at my dog, so uh, – so don't take advice from Don't them. take yeah. advice. My shed dogs are my kids, so. D- didn't you say <laughs> they don't that get Well, oh, he raised them pretty good. You might have said this on a previous episode. I thought you said you when you started your dog off, you gave him too big of a shed. Yeah, and uh, I gave her a real shed, too. So when she's, she was running, bringing the shed back to me, mm-hmm. she dropped it, and it gouged her, and she was done. She wouldn't pick up another shed. Wow, wow. man. Mm. That's something that probably gets it, overlooked a lot. Uh, a lot of people start with like the rubber plastic sheds that are smaller, and then you know they use visual and scent, so they they make a lot of shed antler scent. And you don't mm. you don't want to if you're planting sheds for your dog to find, you don't want your scent on the shed. Oh yeah, that True. dog will start looking for your scent on sheds. So, oh, that's really yeah, interesting. That's bizarre. So you got to wash your sheds. Yep, or wear rubbers. Yeah, well, Doug. Uh, <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. As he's pulling him out of his mustache. I get, <laughs> he doesn't. Um, I guess Jesus. we're just not getting a shed dog. <laughs> um, chance. Um, this is a good one. I, I'd try to say your last name, man, but I don't want to offend you. Um, I'd like to hear him touch on his underwear of choice. I feel it's an overlooked aspect to remaining comfortable during some of those 70-degree humid all-day hikes. What are you using to keep the fire from starting? Spandex, powder, <laughs> combinations? My wife swears by the comfort of being uh, commando. Is freeballing an option for us dudes, or should we cage the boys? Do not freeball <laughs> while you're shed hunting. Also, <laughs> do you have anything you consider your good luck charm? Hat, maybe, a shirt, or lucky socks, maybe? Uh, underwear, I just wear... Whitey tighties. Nice, jockey, got it. boxer briefs. Uh, <laughs> do not go commando, because if you take a thorn in your nuts, you will... <laughs> That's a great point. It'll be a day ender. I feel like you know this from experience. Yeah. You take a locust thorn to I've, sack I've the day's over. I've switched over to, <laughs> to, to the ball to bag. Brush pants. <laughs> to the ball bag. To the ball bag. <laughs> to the punch bag. Oh. Dude, he, man, he, got, he got bracketed. It was one thorn for two nuts. Dude, you're trying Ooh. to hop a fence again on Mark's neighbor's property to look for those sheds and <laughs> catch your sack on a straight oh, piece you, of barbed wire. One yeah, slip. You don't Not want having a good day. Thorns in your taters. <laughs> one slip equals one slip, man. Watch out. <laughs> That's all it takes. That's so there's a reason why Dana's not having any more kids <laughs> i shoot powder <laughs> do you have any uh luck? <laughs> oh damn he's always got a winter <laughs> my wife shirt. loves to be antiqued <laughs> damn <laughs> second hand or what jesus it's tough out here man it's tough out here for dana's wife <laughs> we're definitely she's in the love, sh- we're definitely gonna love that one isn't she? we're definitely in the shop one. right now yeah. Yeah. Did you say some kids at your daughter's school listen to this podcast or something oh boy yeah <laughs> They're wearing they're wearing the shirts around school. Uh oh, oh that's <laughs> the oh, well. fucking scroll patch. The fucking yep. scroll patch ones. Yep. Hell yeah. That's My a- boys sporting it. Hell yeah. That's, that's awesome. trouble. I was like, I don't know if I would wear that. He's like, I'm fuck it. I'm wearing it, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say anything to him? Nope. What? Never said Good. a word to him. I don't know if they 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 don't know how to read. They, 
Evidently the, not. The antlers throw them off. The antlers throw them off. The principal, oh, the principal walks by and high fives like, "Yeah, fuck them squirrels." How old's your kid? Your boy? Sixteen. He's wearing it to high school. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I used to wear a little devil brand BMX clothing yeah. brand oh, shirts yeah. in high school, and I'd always, they'd always and it wouldn't even say anything bad, but they always had to. Make me. Well, it said sucks on it, yeah. and they made me turn it inside out. I'm like, you might not be able to wear it after this podcast if they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Just let them wear it. I'm, yeah. I'm letting them wear it. You think any of the teachers wear them. it or listen? I mean, uh, he's got a lot of buddies that listen, so ah, uh, they'll be fine. Just, hey, don't be a narc, you yeah. know. And yeah, buy yeah. a shirt. And wear it to school. No shit. Support the cause. Fuck the squirrels. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good cause. Uh, Make shed, shed hunting great again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Trevor Schmidt asked, what time do I need to be at his property to shed hunt with him? How many sheds will he find this season? What deer does he have on camera that he really wants to find his antlers? So how many sheds and what getting deer personal. are you Yeah, getting after you. Damn, bro. My goal is always 80 sheds in a season Jesus. uh i've came 80. up short the last couple of years but if i'm in the ballpark i'm happy what was last year's total 73 <laughs> Woo! God but i'm God. off this year has been the <laughs> slowest start that i've had in in years like since the beginning of shed season for me or shed when did this me. all start for you shed hunting that's a good question that is a good question like when did you get like get start getting crazy about it Hey, what'd I you found find your my, first antler? My first antler in 98. I think that was the first year I found a shed antler. God damn. And then... That's when the NWO started. Fuck. That, <laughs> I found it shed hunting, or uh, pheasant hunting. I was walking down a deer trail on some CRP, and I basically tripped over it. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we started hitting it after that, and then it's been... It's been an uphill climb ever since. <laughs> How many do you think you found in your entire shed hunting career? That's uh, probably an impossible question. That's going to be a hard one. I don't. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dude, Jesus. Mine, I don't know. Like 80 I, a I, year? I have a fair pile, but it's just like two years of year shed hunting. It's... <laughs> Actually, more like couple, one year probably. <laughs> I'm just guessing if I say a couple thousand. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're I finding, mean, I mean, how many times, I mean, is I it can't often do math on the fly? Are you almost always over 50 sheds a year? Uh, for the last 10 or 12 years, I have been over 50 every year. Yep. That's fucked, yeah, that's, dude. that's getting up in there. If I find 12, I'm killing it. Yeah. <laughs> if I find like 15, I'm happy. Dude, yeah. if I find one, you guys are like, eh, there's potential. Oh, Steve did some <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Yeah, to, to think about the number of antlers. Do you, how many antlers do you think are at your house right now? Shed? Uh, a couple thousand? No, I don't. <laughs> it's them all. I only have big sheds. The rest of them I carve up. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean. Man, I'm surprised you don't, you're not the guy with like the shed antler Christmas tree. No, and, that's that's my like buddy the, Dan. Yeah? My buddy Dan's like got arc? like 6,000 sheds in his basement. You have oh, a pile? Shit. Like I have a little pile that I throw all my sheds in. I think it's just kind of a neat thing. Yeah, that's what I do. And then display them on, you know, I, I don't have a trophy room yet, and I'm going to have to get one because I'm... Just put a mound up of just yeah. antlers. Just Christmas, awesome. a Christmas tree. would. He's My buddy Dan's got a Christmas tree that he makes almost every year. 
That's out of insane. sheds. That's and awesome. What's your best year? Uh, 80. 80 83. The two years ago? 86. It was three or four years ago. I remember that. No, it was 83. It was 83. Because I had went to South Dakota. Mm. I bet back in the day, if you knew what you knew now, you'd probably Oh, my God, man. I <laughs> Not that many people shed hunting back then. Yeah, it, they didn't. You know, when I was younger, some of the property that I hunted on, if I would have known to shed hunt, it would have been... Killer. Killer. There's the funny one here. Bobby so, asks, so does a shed even count if it's not a hanger? No, it does not count. And then Jared Dalton says, point. does he find sheds or do sheds find him? <laughs> <laughs> All fair questions, I They feel. are fair. Uh, sometimes they do find me. <laughs> well, what I mean, what is, what, what's the most important thing you think to being successful in finding sheds? I feel I, I just don't want to get monotonous here with, with all the shed episodes it's, we've done, but it's kind of a limited. Yeah, it I, is a limited. I'm trying to dive deep on something that I don't know how much deeper it goes. Uh, basically, it's putting in the miles. Mm-hmm. Covering, it's how you cover your property. Uh, like I, positive. Keep them positive. Hit them at different Which angles. You know, I, I, if I know that yeah, there's right. big sheds in there or if there's sheds in there, I grid search it mm-hmm. because it's super easy to walk by sheds. It's, I mean, it, I wonder how many, I probably walked by as many sheds as I picked up. Which is crazy to think. That's what you fucked up to think it's, about. It's fucked up to think it, that it, I probably walked by more sheds than I've ever found. Yeah, I'm not going to think about that. Yeah, it's... That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do it though. Well, the one I found this past weekend, there was someone else boot tracks right on the path where the shed was. Unbelievable! It's it's super easy. Probably to mine do. could have shed after though. And just just think in the grass, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, some of the best times to walk grass is after heavy heavy snow and it mats it all down. Yep. And last year, I picked up a shed with my daughter Claire, and we were out in this big CRP field. It was more like a like a ten year field, and uh, I. The year previous, I picked up a five-point shed. It was like my last shed of the season, and it was like just over 70 inches. But I looked all over for the match to that shed, and I figured it'd be in, in the property that you walked with me. Yep. And uh, I figured it'd be in there and never found it. Well, this the next year, we had all that heavy snow early in January, and it matted all the grass down that enough that when we were walking through this through the grass, there was it? there was a mound out there that I was like, man, that just looks weird. Walked over and it was that big ass shed that had been no laying shit. there for a year. Ugh. Eric I, missed it. I don't think he walked up that draw. He, he stuck closer did. to the timber. He definitely missed it. Yeah, he told us to stay in the timber. He did all the waterways. Like, I know, I know where this fucker's at. Yeah, let's go down. I was looking, I was looking for that drop tine shed. Yeah, you were. I was trying to match it up, but we never found it. Man, do you, you know what I'm saying? How I was saying earlier, like I, I'm trying to dive deep on something because I like. That's what I like about trying to pattern whitetails and get on them because it can get really methodical and deep and layered. You know, and your biggest, I would say the the best stuff to look for would be what your deer are doing late season mm-hmm. because you know if they're not on your property and they're not spending time a lot of time on your property you can have the best cover in the world but it's going to do you no good if you don't have the food or deer if, yeah if they're not there then you're right well you know i was thinking about it the one of the properties i grew up on it's almost all timber i know some deer spend time there at this time of year you know 
And I was actually just telling my wife the other day, I'm like, you know, I'm going to hit that spot. Um, I'll probably hit it a couple times, but I think I'm going to stick to just the, the obvious areas where you'd expect to find some sheds, which I have found sheds there before. But the rest, I have beat to death that property several times over and over again throughout a season. It's just very exhausting. And I think in all the years that I grew up hunting there, we've maybe found three sheds actually in the timber there. Timber's hard. It's hard, man. They're, I, I still feel like they spend most of their time fringing, fringing, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, you gotta, you gotta look for that topography change, those edges, because yeah. it's still the same when you're shed hunting, you know, they, they still tend to stick to fringes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. that's the perfect word for it. They're just straight up fringe animals. Yep. I think, I think sometimes we dive past that obvious, uh, like pattern. I mean, because something you think big bucks are always deep, and sometimes they are. Most times they are. Depends on where you're at. But like, I killed both my bucks this year for on fringes. Yep. And that's where I found most of my sheds last year on fringes. The biggest shed I've ever found was on that property that I grew up on. That I was saying was really hard. I found that laying out on the edge of timber in an open field. I spotted it with my binos from like three hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. It, you just got to put the miles in. I mean, I think last year I tacked up 800 miles walking. No shit. I put right. a lot of miles in. Okay, I got a question for you because I've been seeing miles. this happen a lot. And I actually had my boy Jeremy from Buckstorm send me some screenshots from several different people. And not like attacking them personally, but laughing at their comment on how many miles they did in the day and showing their shed pile. It, what is the max? do you think? I, I'm just, give me an estimate. What is the, while shed hunting, like really looking for sheds, what's the maximum distance a person could actually do in a day? Oh, shit. I mean. Uh, one one day in South Dakota, I put on 22 miles. Really? Jesus. Yep. And I was fucking dead. And you I was sleep for three days? A, no, we got up, we got a couple hours of sleep and went out the next day. But, Holy uh, shit. I didn't, I, I honestly. If it, you would have posted that, I would have thought you were full of shit. No, it's and I did it in a new pair of fucking boots too, and it oh, sucked. Yeah, how your heels? I, were I think horrible. I did twelve one day in Illinois, but I was like looking, it, you know. So I'm not like balls to the wall running, and I did twelve miles in one Saturday, and it, I was shot. It's all uphill, downhill. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not a straight twenty-two miles. And my wife did it with me. Yeah. She probably. I think she got like eighteen miles in. And she, no, she might not have got quite that much, but towards the end of the day, we went back to the house and she's like, screw it. I'm done. I'll cook for everybody. And mm-hmm. then we all Perf- went back out. Jeez. You're like, that's what I wanted the whole time. Were <laughs> <laughs> you out? Now you can stay. I think when I was yeah, we hungry. 18 or 16, I put in around 20 miles in one yeah, day. It's, it's easy to do. I mean, especially if you're having success. You that's know, true. If you're fine. Like oh, yeah, we walked 20, 12. I found 20 that day. We walked 12 miles last weekend, and it's like it's we're having nothing. a terrible time because we weren't nothing. finding shit. It's hard. It's hard. I run out of ground. I don't know. You know what I mean? If yeah. I do 12 miles, I covered all my shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it should be, it's thorough then. Yeah. I mean, you're you know, if you're not which is even worse because you're like I, I walked a whole fucking property. Yeah. There ain't shit here. I love shed hunting, but at the same time, I hate it just as much as I love it. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. 
love hate relationship. Like you start the day like if I find five, I'll be happy. What's the most shit <laughs> down to found? one? If I and find then, something and, it broke and then you're time. twelve miles in, you haven't found anything. Like fuck, if I just find one, I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> yeah, give me a Steve Buck. It doesn't even have to have main beat. Right? <laughs> just give me a just give me a, give me a button. <laughs> What's the smallest shed you found? I would. It's oh, yeah, uh, yeah. spiked. It was three inches. ATVs. Three. Yeah. We had the the listener, the in studio listener, point out. He's like, "I ride an ATV." I'm like, "Well, yeah. shit." Well, there <laughs> you go. That's in the pudding on the table here. For field edges, yeah. that's awesome. It's hard. You can't you can't ride them in the timber. Most places, Get you're not gonna bike. you're not gonna comb it like you would on no. Foot, but you, it covers a lot. It of, does cover the edges, and an ATV would help help in those big crop fields. So funny, oh, yeah. Steve. I got no. I just I, I got a meme idea for Dana. Dana, you got to get like the uh, you know the dudes that are like um, what was it Thunderdome and just get all the guys. It's like how Westies look for sheds on side by sides or some shit. Like that. <laughs> That's how they're covering fifty seven miles. I probably won't do that one. I should. So <laughs> what, be great. What, terrible idea. His <laughs> news are his own. Leave him alone. <laughs> Let's break down some sheds on the table before we close her down here. So what do you what did you bring this time in studio? Some goodies. Uh, I brought my. This is probably the weirdest shed I've ever found. My corkscrew shed. It laid a year, but looks like it. It would have had another main beam, so it would have had three main beams on it. That's awesome! That's crazy. It's like a giant ass brow with like a yeah. What would be a, a great main golf beam. tee? Yeah, or when you buy a when you buy a lamp from Cabela's before yeah, they put the <laughs> exactly. Then it broke some stuff off too. Yeah, it did. It looks like it it had busted off an extra. Did you yeah. know that deer? You said. No, it's on the it's on the property that I hunt, but I just had just picked the property up to hunt, so oh, I didn't see it. I hadn't got any pictures of it, and I didn't get, ever get any pictures of it. It probably made think it went back to normal. We you. may have. I don't know. It's pretty awesome, though. What's well, this big guy with the big split at the top of his uh, right two here? Uh, this is my this is my largest drop tying shed. How many drop tying sheds you got? Uh. Doug and I were talking. I can't tell you how many. I can't got. even tell you. Hold that up. I'm gonna take a photo. I, more than ten? You can't do that. Uh, somebody. It's probably pretty close to ten. I mean, what's the most shed you found? found in a day? Uh, twenty-two. In one day. In one day. Wow, man, that's enough. That's more <laughs> than like, I found in a year. My record's like fifteen. I just saw Eric's that was, face. That was out. <laughs> it was hilarious. I should find this old picture I have of me and my family. We found I think fifty sheds. In one day, really? Damn. Holy crap, man! It was like on a Buick too, like a shed mobile, dude. That's a uh, little dropper, this dude. That's my, my favorite dropper. Like, why can't I find that? A little, just give me a little drop. Man, <laughs> that's gonna—that's a future giant. Give me that without the drop tie. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I could yeah. use, use that Saturday. I'm with, right? I'm with, with Eric on that. With the drop tie, I leave it alone. Without it, it's a Carver. Yeah, that drop tie is cool on that buck. A little, a little guy kickstand. All right, what's this big boy right here? This big right side. This is a 71-inch four-point. Ooh, boy. That's not the one, isn't it? Is it? No. That's a thick boy. That's a giant. The other one's bigger. He's a that thing boy. carries big. It it's heavy. Yeah. It's super heavy antler. Uh, I've got three years worth of sheds off this deer on the same property that I found this on. Man. Gee willikins, dude. What's this other big boy, this four-point? Oh, it's a set, isn't it? Uh, yeah, this is a set that I found last year. It's not a giant set, but it's... Dude, I call that a giant deer. Mike. Run right in the mic. Hitting the mic with shed antlers is uh, acceptable here in our studio. (laughs) Yeah, the only time. My bad. (laughs) Can you still hear me? Yeah, you're good. Uh, This is a pretty cool character set that I found. It's a nice buck, man. But I I think that this deer might be dead. 
because I found a shed buck laying 20 yards from this set. Oh, really? And I never went back to get the head to see if it matched up. But Holy you think crap. that happens a lot? Yeah, I find a lot of dead or a lot of shed dead bucks. Really? Yep, it's crazy. Like how in the shed cold dead or? head? I don't know if it's from the cold because a lot of the ones that I – I don't know if they're injured during season – or if they get sick and, or maybe just run down from the rut because they could be sick and just can't make it through the cold. Yep, or something. Never know. But it, you'd be surprised how many how many deadheads you walk up on that have shed already. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. Well, I'm hoping to get out and find some this weekend and next weekend, and hopefully find a couple during the week as the game plan. So it'll be awesome. We it's will time. See. Good luck to everyone out there looking for sheds. Um, I guess we're closer out there. I mean, I feel like I always feel like with shed episodes that we forget something. I always and then send us pictures of the big boys. Mm. I don't know if you find some big boys. Yeah, I, I do have know. some big, big boys, some but thick I don't. boys. Some thick boys. If you find some thick boy sheds, let us know. <laughs> thick boy sheds. <laughs> and no, yes, we're not if, making hey, that a shirt. Hey, if you guys uh, get <laughs> pictures, if if you find sheds in your fucking squirrel patch shirts. Send us some pictures. That'd be Ooh, awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I think we should do a contest. I think that's our problem. We're going to we do a contest. The, we didn't wear the squirrel Let's patches. God damn it. Okay, we need to announce that on the social, but we'll announce it yeah. now. We'll make it up on the fly. We'll, we'll send us send us pictures with you holding a shed wearing your squirrel patch shirts, and we will pick someone from the batch. And so if you're only one, you win. We'll, from the batch. We'll yep. send you a uh, <laughs> we'll send a working class bow hunter swag package. Yeah, swag package. Swag pack. I'll, I'll pack. throw in a mushroom carving. Oh yeah. Oh damn. Nice. damn. The stakes the the stakes are high, boys. All right, that's awesome. Oh, working class bow hunter shoot. Gales, Rio, Illinois, Galesburg Archery Club, June 20th. Everyone is welcome. It is open to the public, a full 3D Boom. archery course. 30 targets through Can't the woods. Wait. They got all that's the setup. It's going to be awesome. And there's campgrounds nearby, no camping on site. No, You can drink there, but no alcohol on the course. And I think it's going to be a good time. Come on out. We're going to have giveaways from HHA, Scent Crusher. Rumor has it that we might be giving away a couple elite bows. Um, there might be some XOP stand giveaways there, some big time giveaways. Um, I mean, what else do you want? We'll figure it out. We got it all. We got it all. <laughs> meet Steve. What else do you need? Bring some Yingling if you're coming from out east because I heard one of the, uh, well, Eric likes Yingling. Love and I like Yingling. Black okay. and tan. Oh, yeah, you do. There we go. And some of the guys from Galesburg Archery Club like it, too. So I said, well, I'll put a calling out to the people. I'm sure we can make that happen. And they'll bring it on in. All right, Eric, you got anything to close nope. it with? Doug? Good. good luck shed hunting. Do work. That's it. Dana? Good luck shed hunting. Keep the sun at your back. Oh, I like that. Steve? Hey, Dana, thanks for coming. Casey, thanks for uh, showing up and uh, hanging out, too. He brought some big sheds. He did. We're about to measure them up right we're gonna, now. We're, they may need a rape kit by the time we're done with them. Hey, oh my God. I'll call D-Rock for you. All right. Oh. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Go shoot your bow. We love you. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.